What's up, guys? It's Jacob Salguero. I am watching this new podcast called Gen Z Leadership. The whole point of this podcast is that I would, as a Gen Z, as someone who's a part of that generation, how do we want to be ministered to and how do we minister also to them? I think millennials have said um, they know how to minister to Gen Z. Boomers have said it, but not anyone from Generation Z. And I think us, me and my buddy here, Colin, he may not be on all the podcasts, but he'd be on a couple. But we're going to talk about kind of in the intro of this podcast of what does it mean to minister to Gen Z? What does that look like? And how do we, as people who are members of Generation Z, how do we want to be ministered to? And I think we've been misrepresented a lot. I think people think we're trendy TikTokers who just want to be on our phone. And I think, man, maybe this will help a youth pastor who's in their 40s, a youth pastor that's in their 30s, who doesn't know what it means to actually minister to Gen Z. They see the paper, they see the studies, but I want them to hear it from themselves. Um, quick review of who we are. Um, I'm a youth pastor in San Antonio, youth and young adult pastor slash creative director over here in San Antonio, Texas at 316 Church. And we um, just launched our service we used to do small groups, and now we just relaunched our service style. And uh, I've been doing this for a couple months. I've been a youth pastor at multiple churches. And my buddy here, Colin Mosier, is a youth pastor at New Life Church in Houston, Texas. And uh, we are both 22, I think, or Colin, you're 21. 22. 22. We're both 22. And uh, you can say that's a kid, but we're in youth ministry. We're doing it. We're hands-on. And we are Gen Z leading Gen Z. So, Colin, um, tell me some, like, misconceptions people have with Gen Z. Okay, so um, I think you touched on it a little bit before um, when you talked about um, it seems like we always like to be on our phones. Um, we, it, we, have, we get a bad rap in terms of, like, we want to be disconnected from society. Uh, we have our face in our phones all the time. We don't like the things around us. And I think the misconception is, um, is that, you know, there's something wrong with us because we're doing that, right? Oh. I think the reality here is from what I've seen is, and maybe you, you know, maybe what you see is different, but from what I see is I actually think the reverse. I think the youth or the Gen Z of our day um, is smarter than the past generation because that's good. They, the, the youth of today, actually, they don't, they don't, they recognize that there's crap around them. Um, they recognize phony, they recognize fake, and they want no part of it. And unfortunately, it, it turns into this being an idol because the, the chaos around them, the hurt around them, the anxieties, the, uh, the constant uh, troubles in their face all the time, they haven't been taught properly how to deal with things. They haven't been taught proper avenues, proper uh, release valves. They haven't been taught how to how to tackle life. And so, so this yeah. has taken control. And really, if you see if you see someone in Gen Z who is constantly on their phone, um, there's a reason for that. Um, some a lot of our generation, we're ADD. We've got to have something in our hands. We have to be doing something all the time. Yep. Um and because we don't, we don't understand, we don't like the world around us. 
So we go to a place that we like instead. Mm. Um, so that, I think that's one of the big misconceptions um, of the Gen Z. There's, there's plenty others, but that's just one that I see most prominent. And I think from my, my perspective, I've, I've been wanting to do youth ministry since I was 16 years old. Um, but I've always been told it's not your time yet. Uh, it's not your time yet. It's not your time yet. Which drove me and my buddy Colin here actually to start a church in our school because we felt the church not wanting us to step into leadership because his mentality that is not your time yet. And I think, man, what would it look like if youth ministers were to see someone who's 16, 17 and say, no, it is your time. You can lead people now. You can grow and step people up. And I think, all right, if there's 15 year olds making $5 million off of Fortnite, if there's like 18 year olds starting businesses and, and starting companies at 18 years old, why can't I lead a small group at my school? Why can't I start a church in my school? Why can't I start a church in my college? Like, why can't I lead people? And I think the first thing we have to recognize as leaders of Gen Z is that Gen Z wants to be challenged. Like, we want to be challenged. We want to lead. We, I, like we would say, we want the heat, right? Like, give me the heat. We want it. And the whole, like, I've, I've asked Gen Z, like, like younger Gen Z, kind of like in middle school, like, what do you want to do in life? And they all say, I want to have a business. They say, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a TikTok star. Mm-hmm. And that goes to the idea, like, I, I kind of want to segue to this, that our generation are producers and not consumers. And the issue is the church has a consuming culture where, like, all right, come to my service, come to my small group, look at my videos, look at my devotional, look at these things instead of, hey, what can you give back to this place? Hey, what can you do? How can I create space for you to use your gifts? How can I create space for you to flourish? And I think that's been the biggest thing for me, right? It's like, all right, God, Gen Z, they want to produce. They want the heat. And how can I add that? So what, what are some ways you think, Colin, like how can we get students like to produce in our youth ministries now? So um, I think, I mean, one is getting students involved uh, with the actual ministry itself. Hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, student leadership or student internship is something that, um, I mean, even you you were just talking to me earlier about that of, you know, having people come and just, and it can be as simple as like, you know, hey, you like taking pictures or you like doing this or you like doing that. Why don't you do that, you know, during service, right? And if you have a skill, if you have a talent, um, if you have some, it, it could be anything, right? So I, I think it's just, it's being open to your students. It's, it's knowing your students. It's seeing who is skilled and what and giving them a place to do that. Um, I have one youth, um, his name is uh, Ricky and um, he's an incredible artist, incredible. Um, and you know, he, he loves, he loves drawing pictures. He loves doing artwork. He loves. And so, and what I want to start doing with him is having him design, um, design pictures, design logos, design things, um, to put in the youth or to put on shirts in the future or to put, um, just to display it. Right. And that's just one example, right? It's like, it's taking the skills that your youth have and, plugging them in directly, you know, not saying, okay, you're good at drawing or you're good at taking pictures or you're good at doing graphic design. 
but it's not your time yet. Sit down, listen to me. And then maybe when you're in your twenties, maybe you can start doing it then. So good. After you graduate high school, take on a bunch of debt, learn to hate your life. Then you can start being involved. That's good. And I think like coming from what you're saying, like as a youth minister, if you're a youth minister watching this or even a parent watching this, even if you're a senior pastor watching this, I kind of want you to gain this perspective of, am I creating more roles or am I just filling my role? And that's where I've been like, Lord, like help me create more roles for people and not just fill roles. May I not just fill a role where I preach, I lead and I go home. No. Let me create roles where others can find thriving in the church just as much as I can, right? And I feel like, man, if Gen Z wants to feel like they're a part of something bigger. And I mean, I remember like my last church I was at, I had like seven students. But my seven students literally ran the church serving wise because we would push a vision of the church is the big picture, right? And we would always push, hey, you're actually a part of something way bigger, and they would love coming to church. They would love serving. They would love that because they understood that there's a bigger picture, right? And I created roles for them that were not there. For a good, This is a good example, right? So there's a student in my youth ministry right now that a lot of, like, he, he left the church for a little while. Uh, he didn't want to come to church. And they brought, he finally got his way back, right? He finally came back to one of our services. And uh, I saw him, and I saw him on his phone during the sermon. And I was like, okay, I have two options here. I can be like, hey, give me your phone, which the old school would do, right? Old school people would do that. Give me your phone. No texting in church. Your phone goes to phone jail. Oh, my goodness. Phone jail. Please get away. Get rid of phone jail in 2021. But it's like, all right, let's, let's put your phone in phone jail. All right. We, I could have went with that option. Or I could have replaced the phone with a camera so you can take pictures of the service. So you actually be a part of what God's doing instead of you actually being disconnected. So we went from you being on your phone to you holding a camera to you falling in love with the camera, so you're coming back to church tonight to also take pictures on the camera. And it's like, okay, now I see it, God. You're creating roles. The, the phone is, a, is an example that, okay, I'm not connecting to the sermon, but it doesn't mean that they can't get connected at all. Let's start them in a, a, another place. Let's start them with the camera. Let's start them with setting up the chairs. Let's start them with something, the slides, whatever the case may be. But give them a reason to be there. Give them a role to be a part of, right? start that thing that's in them that's already that's already in them the producing ignite that again give them a camera give them something that helps them produce instead of consume right because we live in a consuming culture i mean i think screen time averages eight hours a day okay and think about this there's 167 hours in a week 167 hours a week and you have your student for only one hour that means you only have one hour to connect them with you or with god so we have to be intentional with that, right? And we have to be intentional that they're pr- producing something as well as as they're in our space. So um, I kind of I want to segue to that, like service style. I mean, uh, I think millennials started the trend, like helped us become relevant, right? Like, I think that's cool. Like, I'm glad we're not in like the 90s still. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad we're not with like the old flags and red carpet and like red microphones. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad we aren't. So then millennials came in and it's like, we're leaving the church because it's not relevant enough, right? But now uh, Gen Z is coming in and they're saying, we're leaving the church because it's not real enough. You know what I mean? Like millennials said it's not relevant enough, but now it's so relevant, it stopped being real. And Gen Z is like, this isn't real. 
mm-hmm. you preach the same sermon twice like you, you, everything's production so they're, they're like why should i come to church if i can watch production on youtube so speak to that Colin. so i think that's a great um observation that you just made is um we had an old school church you know i remember my grandparents would tell me stories about how um the lord would just wreck people's lives in service and how you know god would literally shift things in the room shift things in people and literally like we we heard about these you know these moves of god in the past right and so in the in in the transition from the old to the new there wasn't a proper handing of the baton and and that happened with uh with my grandparents generation it's they didn't uh, they didn't give it to the younger generation say okay now you do something different it was here you go keep doing what i was doing wow and i think what then happened is we took the old wine skin mm. and we said okay god put in new wine and it wasn't working wow. the old way wasn't working and people saw that but instead of people saying hey this isn't working let me try something different it was let me leave come on and so now we have this overcorrection where now it's like oh no we're in damage control so now there's people that are leaving the church young people because that, that's, that's our future, the young people, not the old people, the new people. And so now there's, a, there's this overcorrection where it's like, okay, now we need to be super relevant, hyper relevant to the point where we entertain them back to church. But because of that overcorrection, we went from one extreme to the complete opposite extreme and the anointing didn't carry over the uh, the spirit of god did not carry over the only thing that was changed was the physical um what you see mm. and but the spirit of god wasn't transferred over and i think because of that it's just like you said you know um now we are super relevant we you know we're 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 making clothes now we are doing productions we have um um songwriters and albums and we have um, name brands and we have all these things we are in the culture now great that's incredible there's only one problem the spirit of god is not wow. and so that's where it's like wow. um that that's where it's like it's up to us now Come right on. it's up to us to go okay let's take what the older generation did right wow. let's take what the newer generation is also doing right and combining them wow. right so we okay. we can be relevant and i'm not saying like us dressing a certain way or acting a certain way we can be a part of the culture we can be in the culture but not of the culture right but we can be in the culture we can actually bring the spirit of god at the same time wow. we don't have to leave him back in 1990 or 1980 wow. we can bring him today he wants to be a part of today and so anyway that's 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 sort of where i think your assessment is correct and i think that's where our call like you and i like we both grew up in this we grew up with youth pastors that tried too hard um we but but we saw that it was fake and phony um we also saw youth pastors that loved god and and were relevant with their students so you know i just we're not we're not killing relevance right like we're not against relevance there's nothing like be cool like be in the culture 
Right. But we have to go back to what we're called to do. Are we called to be a culture or to lead a culture? Right. Right. And I, I think this is so important that it's like people, Gen Z, like me and you, and like people in high school and middle school, like our age, our group, we're like, why should I go to church? Why? why? Like, and I think that's a question that as a youth minister, that's your job. Like, why should I go to church? There's no power. There's no community. There's just a service, right? And it's just like, it's just you preaching about three points that are not relevant to my life, that are not real, like not things that you're going through. And I think, I think this, this should be the title of the podcast, right? Like real, not relevant. You know what I mean? Like, and it's okay. Like you, I think it's okay if those trends are who you are, right? Like if you like the LED lights, if you like this, like if that's part of who you are, dope, do it because that's part of who you are. And I think our generation sees so much fake. Here's a great example. I'm on TikTok all the time. I'm an addict. I'm an addict to TikTok. All right. And the thing is this, you can go to certain TikTok videos and there's like pranks, right? And there's a lot of fake pranks. There's a lot of fake pranks. And what you can see on those fake pranks is on the comments. And they'd be like, oh yeah, I love how this is so staged. And they're like being sarcastic and funny and talking about how they're, they're tired of seeing things that are staged. TikTok is full of pranks and videos that are staged. All they see all day, it's staged videos. It's true. We grew up in a culture where on YouTube, we saw fake pranks that we people thought they were real. And then once we found out they were staged, we we're like, crap. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing that's happening in the church. We think, oh, maybe this is real, but we find out later, oh, no, it's all staged. The pastor didn't really preach that sermon. He stole it from somebody else. The worship leader was just singing that song. She wasn't living that song. And I was like, all right, youth, youth ministers, you have to choose to be real. You have to choose to be authentic. You have to choose to be yourself because the youth of the world have already seen too much staged. College students have seen too much stage. Look, Catfish is a show that's popular. that was popular in my generation. Catfish, talking about staged people. Dude, like everything is staged in this age. Bro, matter of fact, TikTok has an algorithm to like filter out advertisements because they don't want staged anymore. They don't want like advertisements, stage advertisements. Like that's crazy, right? Like they will shut your page down if you're an advertisement, <laughs> if you're a business because they want content. They want real content. And I think that's what our generation is crying for, real content. Don't download your sermon from YouTube um, from a YouTuber. Don't download your sermon from a sermon um group or from a website like be real ask the lord what you want what you're going through and this is something i heard yesterday when i was meeting with a pastor and he said this and i think this is, we're going to end here and end on this thought it says do not preach or lead out of your portion lead out of your overflow right like don't lead out of your portion out of what you read leave out of overflow out of the overflow of your devotion to, to jesus and i think gen z me people younger than me, they want to see you as youth pastor. Are you living it? You're telling them to make disciples. Are you making disciples? You're telling them to evangelize. Are you evangelizing? Like you're telling them to be real and authentic and have a prayer life and have devotion, but are you doing it first? And are you preaching and teaching out of that overflow? Or are you just teaching out of what, you know, out of your portion? So give a little thought to that and we'll end here. So, um, that's really that was really important because i know um 
it's it's harder it's harder to seek god and to and to be in this place of like lord show me what you want to speak to them today or this week or this month that's harder and and but i think what happened is somewhere along the lines maybe it was in seminary maybe it wasn't i don't know but somewhere along the way um this whole like getting your sermons from another source has been so romanticized where it's it's the easy option yeah it's easy it's simple you know you 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 buy a curriculum or you buy a uh, like a sermon package that you know, another ministry does and you just take it and apply it into your service and it's easy, it's quick, it's less stressful, it's, it's smooth, all these things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like you were saying, like young people, especially Gen Z, they can smell fake in a, in a mile away. They can smell it and you can, you can try to make it as real as you can. You can try to manipulate it and you can try to make it like, but they can smell it. It's, it's like, it's like a smelly armpit. Everyone can smell it except you, you know, it's, it's, and it's just, it's not going to work. I think we need to come back to, um, this is where I think we go into like solutions. Right. And we can end with like, it's like coming back to what is church? What is pastoral ministry? And it's like, and the first is seeking the Lord, like seeking God and all and and all his righteousness and everything will follow. It's seeking him first. It's coming back on your face, going back to the ground, laying your life down and saying, Lord, you are the priority. You are the focus. You are actually what makes this thing run. Not me, not uh, this curriculum, not this production, not this this structure but it's actually your spirit. And so I think until we come back to that, until we put that back in our youth ministries, main service, whatever ministry you have, we're wasting our time completely. That's so good. So like three solutions I want to give before we end. So first solution, our pastor, one of our mentors, um, Abraham Guajardo, he always says, he tells me this, he says, lead from your convictions, lead from your convictions. And I think, that's what you need to do. Don't lead because another ministry did it. Don't lead because you saw someone else do it, man. Lead because you feel it in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. Like, that's what I'm meant to do. And I think do that with your sermons. I think that's the first thing you got to do. Lead with your convictions. Man, lead out of your devotion with Jesus and the convictions he's given you. Lead out of that space. Second, be real and be authentic, man. Like, be real. Be yourself. It's okay to be goofy. It's okay to be dorky. It's okay to be what you don't have to dress in skinny jeans and the Chelsea boots anymore, y'all. Like, y'all can right. look y'all can look the way you want to look. You have to be real in your heart. And, and I think students see that first. They're going to see the facade. And they're going to see the fakeness right out the gate, right out the jump. I think I see it right now at Gen Z. I can see, I can spot a fake so fast. So I think us, like Gen Z, we see it and we know it. And don't choose relevance, choose raw and realness. And my third thing is find solutions to make your students producers and not consumers. Find ways where your students can be involved in your service all the time, even if it's in a little way. Like that is what's going to get them excited. That's what's going to get them their heart jumping. Like I think there's a statistic that said like I think it's 56% of Gen Z, they have a pressure internally to be successful. And it's like, you can unlock that pressure by giving him something to kind of appease that and be like, hey, you're going to be successful taking these pictures right now, or you're going to be successful doing this right now. And I think 
find a way where you can engage your students to be producers and not consumers. So, hey, this has been the end of our podcast. Hey, share this video, like this video, and um, I'll be uploading this to Apple and Spotify soon. Thank you, Colin. I appreciate you, and we'll see y'all soon. Bye. Go peace and serve the Lord.